Live from our studios here in Accra and around the world, this is Joy News Independent, Fearless, Incredible. You're welcome to the polls. Well, this afternoon, President Akufado takes full responsibility for the current state of the nation, acknowledging our successes and failures. There's no ambiguity about where the buck stops when it comes to responsibility for hap what happens in the government. It stops with the president. He or she has ultimate responsibility. We have details of his penultimate address to parliament, plus reaction from the minority who reluctantly took their seats in the chamber following the intervention of the flag bearer of the NDC. Also coming up this afternoon, Royal Cozy Hill Hotel Human Resource Manager arrested in connection with the CEO's death as recent termination of his appointment before the murder raises suspicion. Stay for details as Joy News is learning he left Jirapa for Takradi the day after the CEO was killed. And later in the bulletin, teacher unions demand the inclusion of education priorities in the manifestos of political parties ahead of the 2024 general elections. Stay as we unpack a 13-page document signed by Nat Nagrat and two other teacher unions detailing various interventions they are seeking. Remember also that we have the latest on who is going to partner former President John Mahama for the NDC's ticket for the 2024 general elections as the party is set to select his running mate on Thursday. We have details for you. Live on DSTV channel 421 Go TV 125 around the world at myjoyonline.com. Also on our Facebook, on our social media platform Facebook and YouTube. Now let's settle for the details of today. President Akufuado has reassured Ghanaians of a free and fair election in the upcoming December polls. In his penultimate State of the Nation address delivered in Parliament today, the President emphasized his readiness to ensure that the elections are conducted with utmost fairness and integrity. He highlighted the preparedness of security agencies to swiftly control any individual or groups pretending or intending to disrupt the peace during the electoral process. President Akufuad also called on political parties in the nation to conduct their campaigns in a manner free from hostility and hate speech. The Speaker, democracies are founded on elections. And the holding of free and credible elections ensure that people have confidence in the government that emerges at the end of the process. The honorable members of this house, who are at the center of it all, know more than the rest of us that this is an election year. The increased decibel level in all communications will ensure that even the most politically uninterested person among us would know that on December 7th, we should be going to the polls to elect a new president and new members of parliament. A lot of the responsibility lies organization in place that will ensure that we have credible elections. Government is doing its part to make the work of the electoral commission go smoothly. A lot of responsibility lies on the political parties as well. And 
I hope that the parties recognize that their credibility is also on the line, especially with some people wanting to undermine the multi-party democratic system of government. It is up to the parties to demonstrate the competitive election on your board character-enhancing experience. And then at the end of the process, the loser will congratulate the winner, and the world does not come to an end because an election has been lost. There is nothing inherently dirty or corrupt about politics, and nothing about elections that should generate violence. We who are in politics, and we who are members of political parties, Owe it to ourselves, the institutions we, came to be, we claim to belong to. And above all, we owe it to, to Ghana and the people of Ghana to make politics and elections the serious and joyful phenomenon they should be. In discharging their responsibility, I ask the Electoral Commission to work with the political parties to iron out whatever problems there might be. Commission, after engaging the parties, has shelved plans to, cha to change the 7th December date. Politics, after all, has been described as the art of the possible. And if that is what we are engaged in, it should not be beyond us to resolve the problems that come up and concentrate on working to build a happy and prosperous country we want. Government on its part what is expected of it to make sure that the reputation of Ghana is not damaged and the free will of the people is manifested at the end of the electoral process. I want to reassure the people of Ghana that I'll do everything in my power to help ensure the conduct of transparent free and fair elections on self I have confidence in the security services to ensure that those who might want to cause havoc or any kind of mischief to disrupt the electoral process will have no room to operate. Well, additionally, President Okufuado reiterated his role as the foremost authority responsible for governing the country. He stressed that there should be no ambiguity regarding who bears the accountability for the outcome of any decision implemented by his government. Under the Constitution, the executive power is vested in the President of the Republic. He or she is the executive. There's no ambiguity about where the buck stops when it comes to responsibility for what happens in the government. Congratulations. Your kid and your cash are off to college. Between his tuition and your credit card balances, you don't know how you're going to pay for any of it. If only there were some place to turn. Just ask your home. Your home's got equity. And with Rocket Mortgage, you can use it to get cash quickly for whatever you need. Visit JustAskYourHome.com today. Call 1-800-863-4332 for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLS, consumeraccess.org, number 3030. He or she 
ultimate responsibility. It would be an unwise president that would present, present her all the responsibility. It would be an unwise president that would present, present her all the all act ultimately in an advisory manner. Of course, the member of the government says, when they hear about a Ghana that was once without private radio stations, and people had to tune into foreign stations to hear critical and opposition voices. Today, there are some 550 radio stations in operation in this country. In spite of all its shortcomings and difficulties, the people of Ghana have stood admirable commitment to multi-party democracy and resort to the violent overthrow of an elected government. Those joining me on go through 142 minutes, an hour and 42 minutes presentation. Let me first speak your initial reaction to the State of the Nation address as it covers the period 2023. Thank you very much. Um, indeed, if you follow the discussion, the meeting, if you follow the presentation by the President, you will notice that he has focused much more on the achievements. Mm. He has focused more on what the government has achieved that probably to them, the public or the Ghanaian might not be aware and so try to elaborate the kind of um, achievement that the government has achieved over the years and also try to give assurance that indeed the government is in charge and then everything is uh, being done to the best of their uh, knowledge. Right, so, I mean, uh, for you, what, what were your highlights of the entire presentation before we get into uh, sector by sector, as he told Ghanaians? Up to the Zoom. Is that okay, or I use this? Right, so, so we, 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 we can go on. I just wanted to understand the highlights for you as we delve into the various sectors of the economy. Yes, for me, there, there's one key thing that I was expecting. I think that it is something that is very key. And I am very glad that he touched on that and gave assurance that, I mean, he's, he's very ready to ensure that there is free, fair, and then very credible election. And I think that is very key because as we go into the election, those are the some of the things that will play a role. And so for us to be given assurance by the president, we, 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 we are very, I mean, hope, hoping as well that it will be. He, he was quite happy that the Electoral Commission saw reason in withdrawing earlier proposal to have the election held in November. Instead of going for the Electoral Commission must do more to endanger trust and credibility in the electoral process. But also... There's a responsibility on the various political parties also to ensure that we have a free, fair, and transparent election. Beyond the words of assurance that I'll do my best as a president to ensure that the election is conducted in an atmosphere of peace, free and fair, and transparency, what more do you expect as we gear towards 2024 December? I think that it is good that the Electoral Commission is listening to the various political parties. And I think that this election is very crucial. And so... In, 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 in terms of trying to introduce the major, I mean, change which has been, I mean, uh, criticized by the opposition, I'm happy that the ruling party has also, 
I mean, uh, align as well. And this is what we expect going forward, that the two political parties will go to the IPAC, will go to the table, and try to present a common front that will benefit Ghanaians as, as, as a whole. And that is what we expect. Even though we cannot take out the various, I mean, critics from the opposition, but normally we expect that with this particular election, the two opposition, the two political parties, and other minority, uh, minor political parties will all come together with a common front and present it to the EC. And I think that when it happens like that, the acrimony will, will be reduced, and that will give hope to Ghanaians that indeed this election is going to be credible. It is, it is, it is very important that the two political parties, the major ones, present a common front any time they go to the EC, and I think that will help. Where do you stand on this issue of who is in charge, and who should take responsibility for the successes and the failure of the government. He says in the presentation that as an executive president, he has all the powers. And so he takes responsibility for whatever has happened from 2017 up until now. Do you get a sense that it is in reaction to uh, the, uh, the flabber of the MPP, Dr. Mahmoud Bamiya, the vice president presentation, or responding to critics who say that he is distancing himself from the mess, quote-unquote, Created by the Akufuado administration. I think the president has been very smart and strategic in responding to that. And so, he, 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 if, if you listen to what he said, he is purchasing what Dr. Baumia said. And that indeed, as a president, even though you will be advised, but as you have the authority, on the, you are the final arbiter. And so, yes, if the vice president made that statement, you know, when the vice president made that statement, People were saying that he's distancing himself from the mm. Agobado's uh, um, 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 government. And this is to give us some assurance that the president is very much aware of the speech that he read and that they decided to put it that way because of the way the economy has become. And so certain things that you would say that will make people know that you are on your own, that you are independent, and then you are coming to, the, I mean, uh, to, to your own presidency wearing your own shoes, I mean, let me, let me support what you said, that yes, you have, you have very good, very good policy, this is what you will have done, but because I am in charge as a president, I have the final authority depending on the policy that I want to roll out. And so this is a very strategic way of responding to what Baumia and supporting Baumia as well. It is a very smart way, and I think that this gives me the impression that the speech by Dr. Baumia has been discussed internally very well. And that is how can the president responded this way. A few issues, and then I'll bring in the NDC's Deputy General Secretary, Mustafa Gbandi. Uh, Mr. Tepe, so issues on policy and direction. Uh, there was mention of the free senior high school policy. He is of the view that it is one of the best since independence. But more importantly, there is a need for us to have a discussion on how to improve upon it. There's also the issue of a tracker so that me and you can log on and track government projects instead of waiting to be told at the, at the session address what government has done so far. How do you respond to these two key, very important issues? Yes, indeed, the free senior high school, I mean, I mean, policy is the most famous one for this government. And in the 2020 election, that was the major campaign, I mean, message. And that is what did the trick for them. You know, in the whole of their manifesto, they looked at the policy that resonated very well with the people. And they realized that the free senior high school, 
I mean, has resonated very well with the people, especially, I mean, those who are in the hinterlands, those who are on the grassroots at the, at the, at the, at the, at the upper level. Mm. And so that is how come he, he, he made that statement, because he realized that that was a game changer for the government. And it is, even though it's a major policy, there are still lots to be done to improve on it. But the fact is that it has come to have a lot, a lot of less privilege. And you will not see the benefit of the free senior high school when you go to the upper level of this country mm. and then you understand the conditions people go through in order to go to school. And so it's a policy that has come to help the less privileged highly, just that it needs to be reformed so that it can be more of quality and then it can also be improved to help, I mean, make the education more of quality than what we are seeing now. And indeed, I'm sure that's what he said, that going forward, there's a need for us to have a discussion on how best to make the program better. And I guess it ties in with what has been said by uh, folks like the former president, John Mahama, who is of the view that there's a need for a review of the free senior high school program. But, but hold it there for me. Uh, let me bring in Mustafa Bande, who is the deputy general secretary of the NDC. Mustafa, you're welcome to the post. Let me pick your initial reaction to the one hour and 42 minutes presentation that represents the state of the nation as captured by President Akufuado. Good, good afternoon to your cherished listeners. I, I want to believe that today, Accra and Ghana is a boring country. Mm. I've given a very hopeless state of the nation, a statement that does not reflect the reality on the ground, the statement that further exposes these governments' lack of commitment to take responsibility for the mess. There is nothing strategic. There is nothing smart by a president who employs a day of the state of the nation mm. to go and be campaigning for his vice president and also trying to share responsibilities. We know that we elected His Excellency President Akufuado as president and Dr. Bamu as vice president and also trying to share responsibilities. We know that we elected His Excellency President Akufuado as president and Dr. Mahmoud Baumia as vice president. The two have messed up the country together. And so instead of coming together to take responsibility and willingness to fix the problem, they are rather dancing around the fire and trying to, to take responsibility and who is not taking responsibility. Same president was in parliament, asking parliament to credit his government and whatever they have done to credit the vice president for it. That president goes back to parliament to say he's the one that has the highest mark of double standards. That is the highest level of insincerity. At a time where teachers are suffering, at a time where nurses are suffering, at a time where it costs longer, at a time where corruption is at its peak, further endorsed by this president, at a time where the president claims he's using digitalization to fight corruption, but yet watched for his brothers, Ken Oforata and Gabi, to share 153 million of Ajapa deal to one another with no responsibility towards the people of Ghana. I don't, I don't, remember, so, I don't, I don't remember Ken Oforata and uh, Gabi Asawajidako name anywhere as recipients of this allegation. Their companies, companies, companies are direct recipients of the 153 million Ajapa deal dissipation of, from the public purse. So the man who promised to keep the purse 
is now trying everything possible to destroy the past, and that is President Akufado and his vice president. And so there was nothing inspiring about mm. the state of the nation. It's a boring one, one full of slangs in French English that you can't even hear well, let alone to make judgment of it. And I stated yesterday that I was expecting the president to at least take responsibility for the mess. And you did that to today. At least apologize Wasn't that to enough the for you? of Ghana for having supervised the highest rate of corruption in his government, to at least apologize for deceit that projects that they have not done, they have claimed they have done. I believe that the president would have today apologized for lying that they have constructed one village, one dam, when they have never done anything like that. I expected the president to apologize for collapsing the local government system upon his promise of $1 million per constituency, which never materialized. I expected the president and his vice to apologize for the toilets they claim they have built, which was never built. Clearly, it is not a matter of unfulfilled manifestos. Mm. It's a matter of dishonesty and lack of credibility and integrity. Again, what is important to remark from his state of the nation is that he said, Ghanaians will elect a candidate that is credible, a mm. candidate with credibility. Clearly, John Dramani Mahama is the next in line a man who is very honest. Right. We appear to have lost Mustafa Bandi there. We'll try and re-establish. Yes, Mustafa, we lost you briefly. Now, since you brought the issue of the, the, the elections and the fact that uh, the, the voters should elect people with credibility as espoused by President Akufuado, let me walk you through the, the president's comments on the upcoming elections and what he will do to ensure that there's there's free fair and transparent election first of all he talks about the fact that government will ensure smooth operations of the electoral commission the issues work with all political parties also he says he will not do anything he will do everything in his power to ensure a peaceful and smooth election on december 7 and government will make sure the reputation of ghana is not damaged as we go to the 2024 elections uh beyond the words of assurance uh, what more do you expect him to do as the president supervise him an election uh, in 2024, December, to be precise? Well, well the president is not peace council. It is not his mandate. His mandate to the people of Ghana is to put food on their table. His mandate is specifically to disburden the people of this country. We in the NDC do not think that he is in the place and the position to be talking about peaceful election when on his hand nine people have died and justice have not been done to their families we will force mm -hmm. and ensure that any public officer who has anything to do with 2024 election does same in accordance with law mm -hmm. in accordance with credibility in accordance with what is acceptable within the practice of the election and so i believe that the president should rather focus on his mandate that the mandate of the president was to keep the public peace, but he has he has watched over his appointees. He has used the recent reshuffle as a basis to further increase and balloon his government. When his vice president is preaching about a government cut, the president is busy increasing the government, and clearly that is double standard. And again, that shows a leader who lacks commitment towards his people, and so there is no credibility in the. For anybody to talk about there is everything gimmicks there is everything dancing around the fire 
the president is not apologizing for the fact that poor pensioners kept their money in the bank. But Ken Ophorata encouraged government officials to remove their money from the bank, and then he introduced haircut, which swallowed the money belonging to pensioners. And clearly, these are Ghanaians suffocating. People are dying because of the hardship. People are dying because of mismanagement. Companies are dying. Business people are in debt, and they cannot pay. That is the haircut, which swallowed the money belonging to pensioners. And clearly, these are Ghanaians suffocating. People are dying because of the hardship. People are dying because of mismanagement. Companies are dying. Business people are in debt, and they cannot pay. That is the commitment of the president to all the people of Ghana. It is not to go and stand in parliament. Business people are in debt, and they cannot pay. That is the commitment of the president to all the people of Ghana. It is not to go and stand in parliament. Clearly, Yes, well, 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 one more issue, and then I'll bring in Mr. Peter, Peter Tepe. There's also the issue of the free exchange. I mean, former President John Mahama, uh, over the years... Comments said, we are not against the free senior high school policy. What we have observed is that the way and manner in which it was implemented is problematic, is not feasible, mm -hmm. is not sustainable, and that when we come in 2025... We will engage stakeholders and review them to the best practice, the best value that will benefit the people of this country. Mind you that when you leave your children and you are at work, there are less available parents are teachers. Mm. As we speak, under the current dispensation, teachers are suffering under this policy. It calls for a review. So what is just for the student what is the end of the day? What is the NDC's proposal beyond the fact that you will be seeking inputs from interest groups. What are you putting on the table? Well, we are saying that for a scientific approach to a problem, you do a review, understand the, the, the intricacies of the challenges that faces the policy. And we are saying that as it stands, teachers are suffering under the policy. You've heard his excellency John Ramani Mahama mm. propose an increment in salary for teachers. You've heard him talk about housing scheme for teachers. As we speak, even textbooks for these students have not been provided in the last few years. And so these are some of the things we'll be looking at. Mm. We know of infrastructure deficits. We also, we also know in terms of feeding, the quality of food we give to the student. If you mm. go to Buffer Stock Exchange today, it is almost collapsed with debts because the, the, the amount that is used in feeding these students is not sustainable. So therefore, mm -hmm. even parents, researchers, that these programs need to be reviewed and they are willing to contribute. So again, the president have now eaten the humble pie, departed from his right, most own of mm -hmm. government's pride and arrogance, failing to heed to advice, and now talking about what the NDC will do. I'm, I'm so struggling to, to see the way forward. Is it a case that you are going to say, for example, if you should accept to go to a boarding house, you're going to pay the accommodation... Is this something that you are considering? So clearly, these are technical issues that will be contained in the manifesto that will be abroad in the coming. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then. So clearly, these are technical issues 
that will be contained in the manifesto that will be adored in the coming days. Mm. That there are very critical policy details that will be contained in the manifesto that will be adored in the coming days. Mm. That there are very critical policy details. Action that will give quality assurance in the direction that will satisfy stakeholders. I'll come back to you. Uh, indeed, looking at the um, the economy as it stands now, you realize that in the president's speech, he dwelt partially on the I mean economy as a whole in terms of the macroeconomic indicators because mm. they were not too good in terms of what they promised and where we are now. And if and I can so just if, 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 if I can just run you through, and of course, our viewers, inflation according to him has dropped from 54% in December 2022 and currently at 23.5%. Real GDP growth from the first to the third quarter is 2.8% higher than the target of 1.5% for 2023. City has been largely stable, according to him, since February 2023, with cumulative depreciation of 9% between February and December 2023. Gross domestic reserve is now 5.9 billion US dollars, translating to 2.7 months of import cover uh, current account September 23, 10.1.7 GDP from negative 2.1. Macroeconomic indicators are pointing to the right direction. Programs like LEAP, school feeding, and capitation grant protected from IMF conditionality. So, this is the, the, the outlook that the President, President Kufadu gave us this morning. Yeah, if you look at the outlook for the macroeconomic indicators, for instance, let's take currency. It is not because government is doing something unique mm-hmm. that is how come the city has stabilized you are no more paying your external debts so definitely the pressure will be low mm. i mean if you were paying your external debt you will have seen the pressure being increasing and once this is taken out don't forget that the major reason why government had a major challenge in 2022 for instance was because of the external debt that we are servicing, such that any time the offshore investors are taking their funds out, then there's a problem. If you notice very well, even currently, the city is on a depreciation trajectory because the recent bond payment that was made, even though the external bond holders were just not much, the speculative aspect of it is what has created. Because when you have a lot of money into the system and people are chasing the currency, then that is what happens. So it is not because government has done enough to rake in more foreign currency. That is how come the city has strengthened. No, uh-huh. that is why I realized that the little spark will cause depreciation. That is what is happening now. And so once there has been a reduction, now there has been some improvement, certainly they'll take credit for it. But there is nothing unique that is being done. That is why we have to be very cautious uh-huh. in terms of the way we move. And that is why we have to look at what is ahead of us. Because we are under IMF, of course, Inflation has gone down, of course. We are the higher level. There are restrictions. And when there are restrictions, you will not be able to have certain things that you want to have, or you will not be able to do certain things that you want to do. That's why in 2022, at the end of the year, you saw that inflation was at 54. Of course, after the IMF have come on board and everything is, I mean, and we have to tighten certain things, Mm. we realize that inflation has started going down. And so, had it not been the result of IMF, we wouldn't have been where we are now. And so the, 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 the news about the economy turning the corner is because of the IMF, which has come first, not because government is helping in, in a unique way. However, when we talk of election year spending, I mean, if you look at 
the agenda for, for the government. Baumias, uh, Dr. Baumias' focus is on digitize, digitizing the economy. Mm. Of course, digitalization will, 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 will help the economy in so many ways. Make, I mean, transactions in terms of the financial transactions especially easier. Digitization is not a policy and policy that anybody can own because to digitize an economy is a system. And so anybody at all can come up with that system because it is electronic, it is, it is technology. And so we are waiting to see, and that is why even though the digitization, you see that the economy is not turning the way we expected. So what we want is that, one, government will have to be extremely disciplined in terms of their expenditure. We can see that a lot of infrastructure, road infrastructure work going on. The moment government begins to spend more than expected, then there's going to be a problem. Even and of course, and of, and of course if, if, if you heard him right, he also indicated that they are looking at other sources of funding to complete some ongoing projects. And, and so clearly, uh, the, the appetite for spending, we are, we are likely to see it as we move towards the elections. Yes, yes. And the reason is that government realized that, you see, because we are in a political year, government wants to be more visible to the people. Because when it comes to, I mean, the cost of doing business is very high. I mean, and, and, and people, people's, I mean, disposable income has not, I mean, increased the way it's expected. And then prices of goods and services are still high. And so what government wants to do is to be very visible to the people. How do you become very visible to the people? When you are in your communities, how do you get to the communities of the people? It's world well, infrastructure, mainly. Mm. And so that's why come government is focusing more. So realize that they have brought most of the project into this year. That is where if care is not taken, it, it will, there will be excess cash in the system. And when there's excess Ghana cities in the system, the CB will continue to depreciate because people will then try to look for ways of holding buying dollars and then audit because they know that and the deficit and the deficit will also widen and the, and the deficit will also balloon even though we are in the imf i mean it is not everything that imf can be able to control and so spending by government in this political season is very key and that is the reason why if you are not careful the businesses that are already struggling will, it will be worse for them because there will be, there is going to be an overflow of government spending and that is going to result in uh, private businesses i mean struggling currently i mean government is already crowding out the financial sector in terms of borrowing and so everybody every bank is tending to i mean lend to the government because of treasury but that's the only way out private businesses that are struggling unfortunately are not having any leeway in terms of i mean interest cost interest cost is still high and um, so it, it is very important that government will have to get that they are becoming visible to the people, but unfortunately, the, 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 the beneficiaries who are the citizens and, 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 and the industries and the manufacturing sector, they will be struggling because you are not giving out policies that will benefit them. And that right. is where government should be. But then, let, let me ask you briefly on energy so that I can bring in Musa Bagbandi. So energy, I mean, the president says that they deserve commendation. In the last seven years, they've kept the light on. And the energy sector debt also reduced significantly. IPP debt was around $1.6 billion, but now at $1.2 billion. Ghana has reached commercial agreement on headline terms in restructuring of power purchase agreement, IPPs, uh, that results in total savings of uh, $9.1 billion in the lifespan of the IPPs. Clearly, I mean, we've had a license. It is a far departure 
what we what we witnessed between 2012 and 2016, especially, they deserve some commendation, don't they? The fact is that the light has been on throughout their years. I mean, uh, uh, seven years, and definitely uh, we have to commend them for that. And also, um, even despite the fact that there has been some uh, pocket of, I mean, uh, uh, I mean. Largely, it's been very good. However, the fact is also that this government has not done anything significant to keep the light on. It is a fact. And we have to also give credit to the previous government for the infrastructure that they have put in place, of which it light on. It is a fact. And we have to also give credit to the previous government for the infrastructure that they have put in place, of which relationship with the power produced independent power producers very highly. That is how come when they even threaten that they in terms of them. Well, I think basically your expect um, your neutral party have just spoken the minds of Ghanaian that yes, of course, we've had some relatively stable energy in the last few years. And this is largely because the president can speak to America Amari was not contracted by President Akufuado. It's surely done by His Excellency John Dramani Mahama. You can speak to car power. Car power was surely not done by His Excellency Akufuado, but to President John Dramani Mahama. It was even honorable for His Excellency President Akufuado to even acknowledge the contribution and efforts of the former president to have stabilized the power situation. As we speak today, Dumso is gradually coming, a syndrome that nobody prays for. But it is largely because in the last seven years, this government, just as he said, is doing nothing and have done nothing unique or significant to you know, give us assurance that there will be power stability in the near future. So that is enough and suffice to just land it there. I am very, uh, I'm, 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 I think that we cannot continue to peddle the conversation of digitalization when people are hungry in a country, when people are becoming hopeless in a country, when unemployment rates are going high in the country. As we speak, NAPCO under President Akufado, his own initiative have collapsed. Those young men are being owed. As we speak, they even owe as low as national service personnel. I'm worried when I have to remark that over 200 specialized nurses have left Kualibu in the last few months. This means that if we pursue this digitalization agenda the way Baumia is going, we will finish digitalization, but we would have dead bodies and cemeteries to come and man do these digitalized systems. The priority of Ghana and as a country should be how to stabilize the standard of living. As we speak, the dollar is going high again, mm. and they know that. As we speak, there is food shortage in this country, and the government knows that. As we speak, a, co- a bag of maize, the price is going high, and the president knows that. But again, have not been able to give any hope of government's intention to resolve this issue. No feasibility plan in the short term to deal with this matter. And I'm worried that you know we can we can have a president who gives this kind of statement to the nation at this critical hour of our country. That is why I believe that 2025, it is just important that Ghanaians will take a change, peaceful change, remove this hopeless government, remove this government that does not impact in the lives of the people, 
remove a government that has typically become a leech in the blood stems of our, our, our economy and drawing what we have. In the midst of all these difficulties, can we beg President Akufuado to stop ballooning his government? That government should be reduced so that the economy can rest. He is increasingly and at the test of increasing and ballooning his government. And we should speak to these matters. All right, let's move away from this because uh, there's another leg of our discussion this afternoon. We understand that the Council of Elders of the National Democratic Congress would be meeting in the next month to take some decision on the way forward in terms of who will partner the NDC flag bearer John Dramani Mahama for the election 2020. Tell us more about this. Yeah, clearly on the instruction of the General Secretary, we have received as a party an official communication uh, of the choice. To complement the vision of His Excellency John Dramani Mahama uh, as president in 25, in accordance with the practice party, the constitutional party, uh, will meet and will discuss him, and then an uh, executive committee will also meet to take a decision on it. And afterwards, there will be a formal announcement as to who the choice of the president is to partner him ahead of 2024. The, the communication that went out says that names, it added as to with names, meaning it's plural, meaning that, that there's been the submission or the, the, the name submitted more. Not just one person. Is that the case? Hello? Yeah, Mr. I was asking. I mean, I mean, I was asking if you can hear me. The communication. Now, what, it, what it means is that yeah. what it means is that there are a number of individuals whose names have been shortlisted under consideration, and so within the filtration system and consultation, a name will emerge. Various groups will look at it and make inputs. Then afterwards, one person will be selected and settled on to pair the president. Surely, this slot is reserved for an individual who will complement to the vision of the president. One who will take responsibility mm. of what the president's success and failures would be. Not this one that you know, who refuses to take responsibility when there is crisis. But yet he can be proud of government's performance. We need a running mate who will take absolute responsibility, complementary responsibility on the success of President Muhammad's regime in 2025. And that is what exactly the party is going to do. And after the selection, what has been agreed on, all the rank and files will stand by that appointment or that nomination mm. and partner with the president and his team to ensure that the possible change that Ghanaians require the thing that Ghanaians are yearning for will come to pass in 20. Congratulations. Your kid and your cash are off to college. Between his tuition and your credit card balances, you don't know how you're going to pay for any of it. If only there were some place to turn. Just ask your home. Your home's got equity. And with Rocket Mortgage, you can use it to get cash quickly for whatever you need. Visit JustAskYourHome.com today. Call 1-800-863-4332 for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLS. Consumeraccess.org. Number 3030. We'll be... 
a decision taken by council rather than what we've been made to believe that a decision on the running mate will be a decision taken by council rather than what we've been made to believe that it is who is best suited for the series of which and that is what it is going to be and, if and, the, the flank panel does not have an objection to the proposal that will come from the party's front i believe that that will be a good way but i know that the party will stand by the president's wish and desire to ensure that the ultimate which is to win an election in 2025 that choice will be able to complement that vision and that that objective that the party has towards uh, uh, 2024 so would there be a vote on the uh, on the choices available or you are just going to look, you are going you are just going to implement the conditions you've set forth regional ethnicity and maybe even gender well, voting and processes of voting at meetings has always been part of the NDC's custom as far as meetings are concerned. If it becomes necessary at any level of the party, either at the level of Council of Elders or at the level of the Functional Executive Committee, uh, National Executive Committee, that a vote should be cast in order to arrive at a decision. That process will surely be tabled by the General Secretary and the National Chairman, and it will be done. But I believe that out of consensus consultation, we would have a smooth sail as far as the choice is concerned. Do you know the names? Well, even if I know the name, I, I, I will eat the soup. I will not the soup when <laughs> still when the council meets. I believe that we we'll surely put a name out, a name that will shake the foundation of the MPP. Currently, they are they are in begging for people with credibility to come and pay. They don't have confidence in any of the people they have groomed. They are begging pastors to come and pair them. We have candidates that we believe have the competency, the credibility, the structure to be able to pair with the, the, the flag bearer. And I, I do, I'm not afraid at all that the party will come to a conclusion on an individual that will surely help do the magic for 2024. Uh, that, that doesn't just put so much pressure on the flag bearer. George Ramani Mahama, knowing very well that with this announcement out, those who are very interested interested in partnering him for election 2024 will scale up their lobbying skills. Why, why don't you see that is an opportunity for other people to lobby with the executives for that opportunity for they that say, slot? The same way. Yes. Yeah, so yes, it's a season. If you want to be a flag bearer, you go around and campaign. If you want to be a member of parliament, you go around and campaign. At the end of the day, the electors will look at a lot of factors and elect, for, elect you as, as a member of parliament or a flag bearer. The same applies to running mate. So a lot of people are interested. This is our season. We'll be consulted. They have to call us and speak to us so that we arrive at the best choice. So the choice will be the interest of the party, a candidate that the party is willing to stand by, a candidate we believe will complement the effort and I particularly pay emphasis to complementing the efforts of the president and his visions. Not one that will any day come and stand outside and to stand by. A candidate we believe will complement the effort and I particularly pay emphasis to complementing the efforts of the president and his visions. Not one that will any day come and stand outside and I was at a meeting uh, outside and 
as monetization of electoral process where people pay money to be elected as parliamentary candidates is this not just another opportunity for people to exploit it to their own advantage but who told you that when you are lobbying somebody, you carry money along to go and lobby the people? It's become normal with, with, with the kind of politics we practice well, in this country. No, in NDC, you lobby. You speak to individuals. You sell your visions. You have to carry your CV in your back. Because when you were schooling, it is not everyone that was there. Mm. You have to let the National Executive Committee members understand your capabilities and your credentials. And that is called lobbying. Mm. Lobbying has never been included bribes and payment of money. And so, to my understanding of lobbying, as a Deputy General Secretary, if you want to be a running mate, you have to let me see your CV. I have to speak to your credentials. I have to say that I am agreeing alongside with a flag bearer because I believe that you can do the work. Mm. And so, lobbying doesn't include monetization. It is MPP that does monetization. All right. Before I let you go, uh, just one quick question. Back on the State of the Nation address, I saw you. You followed your general secretary uh, to the chamber of parliament we understand that the your, your side didn't want to participate they didn't want to seek through representation why was that the governor of bank of ghana insulted members of parliament on the minority side that they are hooligans mm. and as such if you insult them as hooligans and you are coming to their house, you are not fit to be there. And for me, we agree with that position. We also do know, according to them, that the uh, administrator of GetFund have, you know, refused to honor payment of common fund and mm. using that money to purchase agric inputs and distributing to MPP constituencies to be campaigning. And so they just demanded that it is in place that the, the 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 administrator of get fund honest same the third position is that his excellency president Takufado have been disrespecting parliament for some time that whenever parliament have struggled to put a bill together for whatever reason when it gets to the president for ascension the president refuses and that they needed to demonstrate that that conduct from the president does not endanger our democratic credentials it does not allow the interests of Ghanaians to prevail. But, and so but, 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 he told you, but he told the members of parliament why he was unable to ascend to the witch card bill. That's the only bill we know. And it is within his democratic rights, you know, provided for him in the 1992 constitution. Just like you want the president to respect your democratic right, the same thing he exhibited. So why take this hard line to say that because of that, we were not going to participate in the presentation. The governor of the Bank of Ghana was the one was not the one going to do the presentation. It was the president. So to punish the people well, of Ghana because the governor was in the you chamber. Don't think that don't you if you have, you don't, you don't think that if you have a governor of Bank of Ghana who is accused of breaking a law and as such he has broken a law, who have supervised the almost collapse of the Bank of Ghana. Members of parliament have demonstrated, and you call them hooligans. You don't think that is a cause to be worried about in this civilized dispensation? He was only a guest. That he, was only a guest. he was only a guest of parliament, invited by the speaker of parliament. He was not going to well, play any so role. So they said they don't need him there. They ensured that he was not there, and I'm happy about it. It has to take the intervention of the national chairman and His Excellency John Dramani Mahama, who prevailed on the minority, indicating that, I mean, it was enough 
their 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 protests have well been communicated and that if you government will listen they will listen so right. it was enough for them to do the business of the day so truly the minority members fully represented in the process to the end of it but i'm saying that if a governor of bank of ghana can speak this recklessly to members of parliament it is important that they protest and it's important that they take the action they have taken and so we are solidly behind what they have done we stand with them but i would like to state that for the intervention of his excellency john damani mahama the sona today will not have been successful and so if there is anything to be credited not president akufado it should be credited to his excellency john damani mahama who just performed his key role as a former president to prevail on his party as a leader of the ndc to prevail on his party side to join the the, the process of the sona irrespective of their grievances right thank you very much Mustafa Ban, the deputy general secretary of the ndc for your time this afternoon on the pause we take it a short break when we return Tertiary teacher unions have launched a 13-page document titled Demands to the Political Parties on Education Delivery in Ghana for their consideration into their election 2024 manifesto. What are they asking? This afternoon, we'll be speaking to those who, 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 who those that signed this document and they are demanding implementation uh, by the political parties. We shall be back to deal with this matter. Across Africa, a new era has begun. Shifting our focus to a new horizon, connecting us with one purpose, to create and share opportunities to grow. brighter tomorrow, built by our dreams and our energy. Across our continent, across the world, we are creating a better way to a better future. A pan-African future, together. Ecobank, a better way, a better Africa. Blessing. You know of any good medical school I can take of you to? Oh, Fifi, is that why you're looking all moody? Then I have some good news for you. The College of Medicine and Allied Sciences, COMAS, Accra, Ghana, is a degree-awarding institution, and they offer Bachelor of Medicine and Bachelor of Surgery using the Graduate Entry Medical Programs, Bachelor of Diagnostic Imaging, and BSc Health Information Management. All these programs are accredited by GTEC. Their bilingual curriculum prepares you to consult in French. But I'm worried about admissions. Admissions are ongoing. Contact us on Facebook or on Instagram at info. 
Club, Comas, or call us on 0208-456-556 or send them an email info at comas.edu.gh. Comas, the citadel of a holistic professional medical education. For crystal clear and thrilling podcasts and live shows, download and listen to us on Apple, Spotify, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, MyJoy Online, Amazon services like Echo, Amazon Music, and Audible, Stitcher, Adam Online, Overcast, and Pandora. Take note of everything. Sign up. If you have a governor of Bank of Ghana who is accused of breaking a law and as such he has broken a law, who have supervised the almost collapse of the Bank of Ghana, members of parliament have demonstrated, and you call them hooligans, you don't think that is a cause to be worried about? In this civilized dispensation he was only a guest he was only a guest of parliament invited by the speaker of parliament he was not going to well, play so they role. said they don't need him there they ensured that he was not there and i'm happy about it it has to take the intervention of the national chairman and his excellency john gramani mahama who prevailed on the minority indicating that i mean it was enough they are they are their protests have well been communicated and that if you government will listen they will listen so it was enough for them to do the business of the day. So truly, the minority members fully represented in the process to the end of it. But I'm saying that if a governor of Bank of Ghana can speak this recklessly to members of parliament, it is important that they protest and it's important that they take the action they have taken. And so we are solidly behind what they have done. We stand with them. But I would like to state that for the intervention of His Excellency John Dramani Mahama, the sooner today will not have been successful. And so if there is anything to be credited, not President Akufado, it should be credited to His Excellency John Damani Mahama, who just performed his key role as a former president to prevail on his party, as a leader of the NDC to prevail on his party side to join the, the, the process of the sooner, irrespective of their grievances. Right, thank you very much, Mustafa Ban, the Deputy General Secretary of the NDC for your time this afternoon on the pause. We're taking a short break. When we return, Faith Tertiary Teacher Unions have launched a 13-page document titled Demands to the Political Parties on Education Delivery in Ghana for their consideration into their election 2024 manifesto. What are they asking? This afternoon, we'll be speaking to those who, 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 those that signed this document and they are demanding implementation uh, by the political parties. We shall be back to deal with this matter. Across Africa, a new era has begun. Shifting our focus to a new horizon, connecting us with the one purpose, to create and share opportunities to grow.
brighter tomorrow. Built by our dreams and our energy. Across our continent, across the world, we are creating a better way to a better future. The Pan-African Future. Together. Ecobank. A better way. A better Africa. Blessing. You know if any good medical square can take off you too. Oh, Fifi, is that why you're looking all moody? Then I have some good news for you. The College of Medicine and Allied Sciences, COMAS, Accra, Ghana, is a degree-awarding institution, and they offer Bachelor of Medicine and Bachelor of Surgery using the Graduate Entry Medical Programs, Bachelor of Diagnostic Imaging, and BSc Health Information Management. All these programs are accredited by GTEC. Their bilingual curriculum prepares you to consult in French. But I'm worried about admissions. Admissions are ongoing. Contact us on Facebook or on Instagram at info.comas or call us on 0208-456-556 or send them an email info at comas.edu.gh. Comas, the citadel of a holistic professional medical education. For crystal clear and thrilling podcasts and live shows, download and listen to us on Apple, Spotify, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, MyJoy Online, Amazon services like Echo, Amazon Music, and Audible, Stitcher, Adam Online, Overcast, and Pandora. Take note of everything. Sign up for the multimedia digital platforms now to stay updated. Cast and Pandora. Take note of everything. Sign up for the multimedia digital platforms now to stay updated. Teachers. Ken Awudu Ali outlines their demand for incorporation into the manifestos of political parties. These demands are classified into five thematic areas, which include the free senior high school, the TBET policy, and teacher deployment. Join us to talk more about this, this very important subject, of course, is Angel Kabono, the president of Niagara. Mr. Kabono, it's a pleasure to have you here. Good afternoon. If, if you can unmute for me so we can have a conversation. Good afternoon. Welcome to the pause. Right. So uh, we'll, we'll bring in uh, Mr. Angel Carbon, the president of Nagrat. But this is what it is. So enrollment in senior high school, according to uh, the president, has moved from uh, 813,000 to 1.3 high school. According to uh, the president, has moved from uh, 813,000 to 1.3 academic year. Uh, this is uh, enrollment in senior high schools under the free senior high school program. So more people having access to secondary education. Total extra costs incurred by parents for these students. Uh, parents of these students reported spending an average of 4,400 annual. That's a year. And they spend money on transportation, uh, which is 50%, breakfast, uh, 40%, and of course, books, uh, 10%. So parents are also complementing government effort in ensuring that the, the free senior high school program is sustained. And this is how much, according to our research, parents uh, are spending the free senior high school program is sustained. And this is how much, according to our research, parents uh, 
uh, are spending that led to uh, government absorbing about 23% of 7.3 uh, contacts uh, with Angel Carbonu uh, to tell us more about the the 3% of 7.3 uh, contacts uh, with Angel Carbonu uh, to tell us more about the the do this for us and we'll be happy uh, as we GS told by President Akuf. So, so, so we don't have Angel uh, uh, Carbonu yet. When we are able to uh, get him back on the line, uh, we'll, we'll try to explore the, the, the issues that they put in this 13-page document. They want to describe it as teacher's manifesto. But the human resource manager of the Royal Cozy Hill Hotel is the latest to be arrested in connection with the killing of the chief, former chief executive officer of the facility, the late Eric Johnson. Joining us is learning the suspect was sacked from his position on Thursday. That's just a day before Mr. Johnson's murder on Sunday now, sparking uh, suspicion in the community. Now, this investigation says that the suspect left Drapa for Takrade on the day of the murder. Let me bring in our Upper West Regional Correspondent, Rafik Salam, uh, for more on this. Rafik, so what more are we learning relating to this uh, former human resource manager? Uh, Elton, what uh, transpired uh, was that uh, this is a human resource uh, manager that was uh, sacked uh, on Thursday, three clay days before the gruesome murder uh, took place. And so he was allegedly sacked uh, on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, on the 11th of February, the incident actually uh, took uh, place. Uh, I was also uh, told us that uh, people around his house where he stays uh, gave information to the police that he is alleged to have left the house around 4 a.m. Uh, that very Sunday. Uh, and so he fled to Takwadi, and that was where he was hiding. And so the police, uh, upon their investigations, went to Takwadi, set for him, and then they arrested him. They had to airlift him to work uh, on the... They airlift him to work uh, for further investigations. Upon further investigation on the issue... They move him back on another commercial flight back to Takwari's base. He signed out and then for more investigation and after that was brought back uh, to work. And so that is the situation. He's uh, believed to be the prime suspect uh, in the alleged murder of Eric Johnson. So the question, why is he a suspect? Um, they are thinking that because he was a human resource uh, officer uh, of the place and then because of uh, what happened before he was sacked. Uh, February 8th, Thursday, Friday, Sunday, uh, Saturday, Sunday. So there were a lot of suspicions uh, that he may have hand in the alleged murder of uh, Eric Johnson. And so the police have some clues. Uh, though the police are playing a cast closer to the chest, but we are also at the other side, you know, uh, getting information from uh, other sources that uh, this is how he was arrested because it's even believed that he wanted to uh, pass through Ilobo area and then up to uh, uh, some of the neighboring uh, countries, and then the police got him arrested. So they think that the arrest of this man at least will give him some, give them some good that uh, tomorrow is likely going to be uh, uh, this morning. Went to the White Court, uh, praying the court demanded into police custody to appear on February 28. That's tomorrow. Mm. Uh, so today they went to the High Court uh, for the uh, but the High Court refused to grab them bill today. So tomorrow, he will be in court 
uh, at the World District Court. And we also understand because of what they describe as the police slow pace in bringing finality to this case. Demonstration, uh, but uh, after uh, a sober reflection of the issue, they turn it into a press conference. But they are really not happy with the way the police are conducting their investigation because no information is coming out. As I told you earlier, they are playing their cards closer to their chest. They are not giving any information to anybody. There was an earlier press conference that was held by the head of Jiroba uh, Musek, the person of a uh, lawyer, uh, Nicolas Soyuri, who mm -hmm. happens to be the administrative executive for Jiroba, uh, also uh, talking about some of those things. But he, say he's, he promised the youth that they will come forth with information, uh, any, uh, uh, whatever, whatever they have investigated on, they will let the public know as to where they have reached uh, on the investigation. But so far, not no information has been forthcoming, and the youth are really angered about that. All right, thank you very much, Rafik Salam, uh, Upper West Regional Correspondent. In a related development, family of a Ghanaian immigrant gunned down in Toronto, Canada, is seeking justice for their relative who traveled to the country in November 2023 to seek greener pastures. 40-year-old Adubuachi was killed by an unknown assailant in Toronto last week. In what the Canadian police described as an indiscriminate attack, the police in the ages of 18 and 25, Imane Baitkeku, visited the family house in Kwaoma in the Ashanti region and has come to with this the wife of the deceased was cried for days after hearing the news of her husband's passing. Grief fills the hearts of the family of Edubwachi who was shot dead by a known attacker in Toronto, Canada. On Saturday, February 17, 2024, 40-year-old Dubacha was killed in a random shooting incident in North York in the northwest of Toronto. According to the Canadian police, Dubacha was shot indiscriminately close to the North Toronto bus stop innocently. He was shot three times, twice in the stomach, and was rushed to the hospital where he later died. Brother-in-law of the deceased, Francis Kumi, recalled his last moments with him on phone before his passing. He called me some few hours before his demise that he had sent money to his wife but couldn't receive it, so he was going back to resend it. But I heard of his demise at 5.30. Edubwache traveled to Canada in November last year to seek a promising future and support his family of four. His death comes barely four months after leaving the shores of Ghana to Canada. <laughs> Dorcas Bache as a sister of the He reached out three days after securing a job opportunity. He promised to take care of the family, but unfortunately, he couldn't fulfill his promise. Three days more, 
The family is seeking justice for their relative. Was the person responsible gets apprehended, and that if there were any accomplices, they are also on. On Saturday, the Ghanaian Canadian Association of Ontario held a vigil to honor a colleague did as hardworking. Meanwhile, the police are on a manhunt for the perpetrator believed to be the ages of 18 and 25. Edubache had left Ghana to see greener pastures in Canada. He was hoping to come back to change the fortunes of the family, but now they are left in sorrow and pain. The family are yet to come to terms with the demise of Edubache. From here in Paoma, in the Ashanti region, my name is Emmanuel Brightquick. Very sad story there, but two other stories. And residents of New Jamakrome, electoral area in the New Java and South municipality of the Eastern Region, say they are fed up with continuous attacks and robbery in the community. According to the residents, the influx of drug dealers in the area continues to pose security threats to both the aged and children. My colleague, Maswell Kudeko, has more in this report. Residents of the area say the hoodlums have robbed them of valuables besides constituting a threat to the peace in the area residents of the area led by the assembly member besieged some popular hideouts of the miscreants and set the place ablaze and shut down all trees therein in an interview with eric Kobe and Asari, all victims of the activities of the miscreants express that most routes have become almost impassable and urge the government to save the area from lawlessness. We have a lot of junkies that are really attempted to rape our kids here. There has been a situation where some of the girls were even complaining that when this boy sees them, they try to put their penis up to show them that maybe they are ready to do something. I personally have been a victim that my nephews, they come from school, and when they were, when they were coming back home, they, they faced such um, problems with this junk. They tried to rape them. Someone barged into somebody's house, took away the bike, <laughs> came around, and you realized one of the guys has been robbed, beaten up by these bunker guys. What is happening? Where are you going? They are all humans. And what this? No, we are not going to relate to this any longer. We are asking the media men, the police officers out there, the security personnel to come to our aid. Help us. We will get these people in our society. Meanwhile, Assembly member for Kutown Electoral Area, Umar Isaka, have said they are worried that the activities of these Christians will appear to become role models to the children of the community on the security agencies to step in the menace in the bad for the 10 future leaders into hoodlums. This particular area is not easy to raise this area. Either he end up being a, a, a donkey or he end up uh, taking drugs and all that. So 
speaking to you, this particular area, we have bunkers like three surrounding the area. So just imagine how do you raise a child in a neighborhood like this. It's not easy. He would definitely, the probability of that child also growing up to be one of these people is, is, is about 70%. So it's really a very big challenge raising a child in this particular area. So we are playing, we are playing with the media, with the security that they should come to our aid and help us. Maswa Kudeko reports for joining. And now to your election headquarters, Movement for Ghana, Movement for Change leader Alan Kojochamaten has promised to make access to loans easy for market women if he becomes president. Speaking to some market women in Accra, the former trade and industry minister said his government would revive Ghana's economy and improve the living standard of the people. The following report has more. Which started at the Tema Community One Market and to a shaman and the Medina Market is the former trade minister's way of familiarizing himself with traders in various markets for the upcoming election. Put it on the card. Put it in the bag. These three bags used to be six. Seems like the only thing going up these days is your credit card balance. If only there were some place to turn. Just ask your home. It's got equity. And with Rocket Mortgage, you can use it to get cash quickly for whatever you need. Visit JustAskYourHome.com today. Call 1-800-863-4332 for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender licensed in all 50 states. NMLSConsumerAccess.org, number 3030. There has been a situation where some of the girls were even complaining that when this boy sees them, they try to put their penis up to show them that maybe they are ready to do something. I personally have been a victim that my nephews, they come from school and when they were, when they were coming back, such um, problems with this junk, they tried to rape in them. Somebody barged into somebody's house, took a bike, yeah. <laughs> came around, and you realize one of the guys has been robbed, beaten up by these bunker guys. What is happening? Where are you going? They are all humans. And what this? No, we are not going to relate to this any longer. We are asking the media men, the police officers out there, the security personnel to come to our aid. Help us. We will get these people in our society. Meanwhile, Assembly member for Kutown Electoral Area, Umar Isaka, have said they are worried that the activities of these miscreants will appear to become role models to the children of the community and on the security agencies to step in the menace in the bad for the 10 future leaders into drums. This particular area, it's not easy to raise this area. Either he end up being a, a, a junkie or he end up uh, taking drugs and all that. So it's, it's really a very big challenge. As I'm talking to you, this particular area, we have bunkers like three surrounding the area. So just imagine how do you raise a child in a neighborhood like this. It's not easy. He would definitely, the probability of that child also growing up to be one of these people is it's, it's about 70%. So it's really a very big challenge raising a child in this particular area. So we are playing, we are 
are pleading with the media, with the security, that they should come to our aid and help us. Maswa Kudeko report for joining. And now to your election headquarters, Movement for Ghana, Movement for Change leader Alan Kojocha Maten has promised to make access to loans easy for market women if he becomes president. Speaking to some market women in Accra, the former trade and industry minister said his government will revive Ghana's economy and improve the living standard of the people. The following report has more. Which started at the Tema Community One Market and to a shaman and the Medina Market is the former trade minister's way of familiarizing himself with traders in various markets for the upcoming election in December 2024. At one of his stops in Ashaman, Alan Tremartin assured traders of the introduction of an affordable loan scheme that will be accessible to traders at an affordable interest rate and the creation of more retail market infrastructure. There's a lot of money circulating around in the private sector. People are prepared to invest in market infrastructure as private business as long as government will provide that will make it profitable for them to make those investments. The fundamental point for us to realize is that 70 to 80 percent of people in Ghana are engaged in one form or the other of trade, retail trade retail or distribution and so what happens to the trading sector has very serious implications for the strength of the economy as a whole but i also made a point about the fact that if you look at the experience of countries like hong kong uh, singapore the emirates uh, shanghai these are all free ports and the reason why they've supported the establishment of free ports is the fact that it brings in cargo from all over the world which is consolidated and then redistributed to the rest and the fact that you are redated and then redistributed to the rest and the fact that you are for transshipment and consolidation of cargo for the rest of the the economy of Ghana is anchored on the back of the training community. And there are a number of things that we need to do to be able to improve the sector. First is market infrastructure, retail market infrastructure. I think going through the market, you've all seen that it's a major challenge that we need to address here. For the training community to be able to improve on their distribution and marketing service. Right, so let's go back to our, our earlier story about the pre-tertiary teacher unions. They have put together a 13-page document to demands to the political parties on education delivery in Ghana for their consideration into the election 2024 manifesto, the document signed by the general... ...to do to be able to improve the sector. First... It's market infrastructure, retail market infrastructure. I think going through the market, you've all seen that it's a major challenge that we need to address here. For the trading community to be able to improve 
on their distribution and marketing service. Right, so let's go back to our, our earlier story about the pre-tertiary teacher unions. They have put together a 13-page document titled Demands to the Political Parties on Education Delivery in Ghana for their consideration into the election 2024 manifesto. The document signed by the General Secretary of NAT, Thomas Musa, and the President of NIGRAT, Eric Angel Carbono, and others outlined their demand for incorporation into the manifestos of political parties. Now, let me bring in... Uh, Mr. Angel Carbono, who is the president of NIGRAT. Mr. Carbono, it's a pleasure to have you here on the post. Thank you very much and good afternoon. Yes, so five thematic areas. The view of quality education, school enrollment, free senior high school TVET policy, teacher factor, and teacher deployment. Perhaps we can start from the three SHS because I'm sure that you monitored the president delivery of the State of the Nation address, where you mentioned, for example, the benefits the country has derived from the free SHS program, but also admitted that there are challenges that must be addressed. Perhaps we can start from the free SHS. What is your, your position on the free SHS going forward? Yes, in principle, we agree that the free SHS is a good policy, but the policy is bedeviled with challenges, very serious challenges, mm. which politically people uh, continue to sweep under the carpet. And that we think that uh, a regular and a constant review of every policy is a basis upon which that policy can be strengthened going forward. So we are calling for the government to, or whichever government that comes to power, to organize a stakeholders conference on the free SHS so that we can identify the weak uh, pillars, mm. try and find solution to them, for the good of our children in school. That is the position that we hold. We also, in as much as we see um, quantity, uh, uh, the numbers going up, right. we are also interested in looking at the quality of the products that are, that are churned out. So we should not only look at the quantity or the quantitative aspect, we should also look at the qualitative aspect of are free SHS. So, Mr. Kabono, do you have any suggestions on the table? Apart from the, the ones you spoke about, somebody is of the view that those who want to go to the boarding house, they should be made to pay, and that they should only affect those who are their students. Even that uh, data we have suggests that parents are supporting through transportation, provision of breakfast, and others. Yes, that is the hypocrisy of the politicization that uh, we see in this country, uh, where instead of looking at the issues from the factual point of view, we cloud it with political innuendos. Mm. The fact of the matter is that, yes, the, 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 the policy is in operation, but parents are still contributing in diverse ways to ensure that their children uh, stay in school and stay in school safe and healthy. Again, um, when government doles out money from the state coffers to support education, it means that money that could have gone elsewhere is what is being taken to support education. So what type of mix can we have so as to be able to... And, 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 and please, education in Ghana is not only secondary education. Right. Primary basic education 
we have the secondary education, then we have tertiary education. And today, drive through Accra, our public basic schools are a very sad sight to see. When you go all the way to the peri-urban areas, you have a situation where the government is reneged on its fundamental responsibility of providing very good basic, uh, uh, basic primary education that will be attractive to average Ghanaians. So the only option in a lot of communities is the business-oriented private schools that are coming up. The only option in a lot of communities is the business-oriented private schools that are coming up to pay for these private schools. So one of the lucrative businesses you get in this country is the opening of uh, a, a basic school in this country. Right. And from the public... The members of the Ghana Medical Association and also general improvement in their conditions of service, incentive for those who are set posting to rural areas. This 13-page document that you launched today, in terms of improving the conditions of service of the teacher, what is the position of the unions on this matter? Well, we have stated that government uh, ensures that the lifespan of uh, collective agreements be respected and ensure that negotiations take place and take place at the right time. It is when you get to the negotiation table that we can unveil the details and the nitty-gritties of it. We don't believe that we should unveil the details of what we are demanding from government to the public before we go and demand it. Secondly, look, retiring on people's salaries. Some public services have been granted that uh, uh, largesse by state. Right. Like we have been saying, when governments become take populist decisions of granting certain categories of workers, for example, the judiciary retire on their salaries. The senior officers of the police service retire their salaries. The senior officers in the Ghana Armed Forces retire on their service uh, on their salaries. Mm. So, if somebody also comes to demand that give us that uh, largesse that you're giving to other people, then it is you, government, who's caused it. You understand? Mm. So, it's a good thing. Everybody would love to retire on his salary because what you take home from Senate is absolutely nothing uh, to write home about. So, for me, we have indicated in this document that government should respect and adhere strictly to the tenets of collective agreements that we have reached with them. Right. Mr. Kaban, there's also teacher factor and teacher deployment. Tell me more about this. Well, teacher deployment in this country is a very challenging situation. When you come to Accra or the capital uh, cities in this country, there is a sample that you have the feeling as if... Um, uh, we have enough teachers in this country. Mm. You have to move to the rural areas, the villages, and the communities in the regions, and you go to some school, and it is a very sad story to tell, where there are no teachers in the schools, or even there is a teacher, it is the headmaster, with one or two teachers manning that whole uh, school. Again, you need to respect the internationally accepted uh, uh, Class size. Mm. 
just you 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 cannot have an uh, an ending class size where you go into some classrooms and you see seventy uh, pupils with one teacher. What type of knowledge do you expect that teacher to impact within the uh, thirty or forty minutes that is being given to that teacher? Mm. So for us, let's in, in, uh, respect international norms because we are all part of international organizations and institutions and there are standards that Ghana is signed to, you know, to ensure that we have very conducive environment that contributes and aid to teaching and learning in the various institutions. So, for example, how many kids must be in a class? In a basic school, the number of kids should not be more than 35 in a class. And in mm. a senior high school, the number of students in a class should not be more than 20, uh, uh, 35. This is an international practice. Everybody knows it. Most of them attend international conferences. Mm. When they come, they we don't speak the truth in this country because we are afraid that when we speak the truth, it may have financial consequences. But you see, if the government is giving free education, right, which itself does have a financial toll on the budget and the economy of this country, we should we, we, we should look at the whole thing holistically and and, and, and go the full hawk. That means expanding infrastructure. To accommodate more, 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 more students but limiting them in the various classrooms expanding yes expanding infrastructure in the schools uh, uh try to build more schools more schools closer to the communities where the students live it is it is against that it is offensive to the rights of children to travel kilometers upon kilometers to assess education the educational institutions should be close to the communities where the students live so that there will be a more closer relationship between the school and the community mm. and the child will not be stressed in assessing education. You also indicated TVET policy. What do you well, expect to see? Policy is already in place. Yes. As it uh, we have TVET uh, uh, Secretariat in Ghana. We would have preferred a, a, a holistic secondary education. So that when you go to Wesley Girls, you see students uh, doing general arts, uh, uh, science, technical vocation, uh, business. So you have a more comprehensive education called secondary education. Be that as it is may, what the government is implementing now is a separation of what I would describe as the traditional secondary school mm. from the teachers. But don't forget that we also have other sectors in this country. So you know Suhun sector, you know Koforodia sector, Takradi you know sector. Uh, in Takradi, mm. even in Fansipen school offers technical education as part of program in infancy film school. It is our wish that this policy is expanded and that every senior high school should do all the programs that we can call secondary program mm. that will prefer, uh, prepare them for tertiary education. If we all sit down and have a conversation and we see that this type of approach is the best approach, then we call it a senior high school that we find ourselves. In the second cycle institutions, Mr. Kabonu, some 
of your members, headmasters. They've been suspended. Some have been dismissed for some times. Uh, doing things that was initially designed to bring some comfort to the students. But government says that no, you are not, you are not supposed to do so. Do you have a provision to protect your members in this manifesto that you want the political parties to consider? We don't intend to protect our members wrongly mm. or we intend to encourage wrongdoing in the system. What we will indicate is that the, the, the headmaster, headmistress, the teacher are all working under what we call the conditions of service and the code of conduct. These two documents prescribe disciplinary measures that a person is taking through when the person offends rules and regulations of his establishment. Right. Our core is that we ensure that the teachers, headmaster, headmistress, the teachers, who have offended the rules, be taken through the laid-down disciplinary procedures of the Ghana Education Service. So, uh, we are not supporting wrongdoing of the Ghana Education Service. So, uh, we are not supporting wrongdoing of any worker. So, what is next now? Are you going to meet with the political parties individually and get them to commit to this pact? Yes, a letter has been sent that we can meet. They are raising resources from. But somebody stands on a platform, makes a flowery populist uh, uh, statement, and then the crowd shouts in joy, only for them to come back, come into power and start dancing using semantics to to to, to browbeat the mm. people into submission. Right. That type of uh, promise should see the uh, it should end forthwith. Any promise made by any uh, presidential candidate should be based on thoughtful uh, presentation within their manifestos. All right. So that when you make a promise. We should be able to refer to your manifesto and see that you have made that statement in the manifesto and the manifesto is come up with concrete and demonstrable evidence of how you can find solution to the promise that you have made. It should not be the one who makes more promises wins the election. When they do that, we'll come at them and we expect the media to also come at them because they've deceived us with promises that you and I know they could not fulfill. And today they've not fulfilled it. So uh, that's easy, loose talk to see the end. And I guess to say, Steve, just, just stay with the, with the teacher's 13-page you know, document if you want to do anything to improve the, the, the educational sector in this country instead of making promises you cannot fulfill. Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you very much, Mr. Angel Kabonu is the president of NAGRAT and he's been sharing with us details of the 13-page uh, document they launched uh, today to get the political parties to sign on to. This is the teacher's own manifesto they are giving to the political parties to implement in the event that uh, they are in power. Well, our show is over for today, but for more stories, log on to our website, myjoyonline.com, stories on myjoyonline.com. The back stops with me, Akufuado, on economic crisis. Government to launch performance tracker for projects. JM Beba minority briefly disrupts Sona with pro Muhammad chance. More stories are on myjoonline.com. My name is Elton Brobe. You have a great evening. Take care. 
We'll meet tomorrow on the midweek edition of The Pulse.